so this quilt over here, I just made this past weekend. Um, and because I needed that Ruby Star Society panel yeah. print, and I was like, how can I justify buying that? <laughs> and so I did it and it's, yeah. I'm glad I did, but yeah. Did I need to, did I have time to No, but it happens. So I mean, <laughs> need is a, is a, is a weird word, right? Like, yeah, your need versus someone else's need. Yeah, it's up for interpretation. My mental health needed me to make that quilt. So there you go. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. I have a very special guest today. It's Erica Jackman of the Kitchen Table Quilting. Wait, is that how is it? Yeah, Kitchen Table Quilting. Yeah. <laughs> um, welcome. To the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yay, I'm excited too. Um, <laughs> so you're located in Salem, Oregon, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. It's very rainy today, which mm-hmm. is not unusual, except normally it's kind of a drizzle, and today it's like a deluge. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a lot. So it's very dark here too right now. So and you're in Idaho, right? Yep. Yeah. It's it's not rainy, but it's definitely a cloudy day. So yeah, we're in the darkness. We just don't have any precipitation. So <laughs> it's very dry here. We usually have both. Yeah. 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 We get, we get inversions in the winter. So it's pretty much uh, from December until March. So yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so how I need long- sunlight. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so how long have you been in Salem? Uh, we moved here, uh, about five and a half years ago, um, from Southern California. We had been in, um, San Diego for about three years before that. And then before that we were in LA for seven years. And so it was a big change weather-wise, um, but a good one for us. Uh, we really like it here. It's, it's great. It's a great little, it's a small town, not too big not too small. It's got most of the stuff and we can be in Portland in like 45 minutes. So. Okay. Nice. I didn't realize just how close it was to Portland. And I was going to ask, yeah. that. are you close? Like, is it, uh, does that impact like how you're able to source fabrics or. I mean, I buy pretty much everything online at this point, just because there aren't locally a lot of options in Salem and to get to Portland, it's really not that far, you know, especially after living in LA where it can take 45 minutes to just go a couple miles, you know, driving, having to drive 45 minutes to get to Portland isn't bad, but it does take time. So yeah, I don't, I don't buy in person often. Um, and I have a lot, I have a stash, it's big. So I try not to buy too much, (laughs) but you know, I still do. So I mean, can't help it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Why sell if you're not going to buy fabric? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I know that's like the danger of having a quilting business is like I'm buying for other people but also I need to buy this fabric for myself on the side my husband's like where did all this fabric come from I'm like I I don't know (laughs) yeah no it's true yeah I don't think I could do it I wouldn't be able to part with anything yeah (laughs) it's too hard but you know I think it's also good to have a stash because then you can pull when you need something instead of always running to the store 
And there's been so yeah. many times where I've saved my own self by having something, you know, stashed away. And yeah. And I always am like really particular about certain colors too. Like I want that specific shade of that one color that, mm-hmm. and they like never make it again. And so then I start to, we won't say hoard, but yeah, I treasure them. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you savor them and hold on to them for good later on right yeah yeah I'm the same I have scraps of like specific prints or specific colors that are super hard to get a hold of now or you have to pay Mm -hmm. a ton of money because they're vintage or whatever and and yeah yeah I can't even throw this tiny one inch square away because I could do something you're gonna need you're gonna need it yeah exactly (laughs) probably not (laughs) but you think you're going to yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh for having a huge stash of fabric but yeah um so I visited your blog and you started that in 2012 I read Mm -hmm. um so is that when you started quilting or were you quilting before that um I started quilting when I was pregnant with my middle child and he is uh he'll be 12 in June so it's been about 12 years um so I started the blog, I started a couple, you know, that was back in when the blog was the big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody had a blog and I, I tried a couple times to start one and failed and then eventually started the one that I am still using um, after I've been sewing for a couple of years. So, so yeah, it's been about 10, it's 10 years uh, this month since I started my blog. So that's awesome. Yeah crazy and you have so things have changed so much yeah I was gonna say like you have so many quilt patterns and they're very stylistically recognizable as yours which I love that like your voice comes through in your patterns Um, that is like the best that's one of the best compliments to me because I I, (laughs) that makes me feel like I'm being true to myself when I you know make a pattern so I appreciate that Yeah. I just, I was like scrolling through a bunch of them and just looking at everything. And, um, cause recently, um, well, I say recently, but probably within the last like four or five months, um, my mom and I were buying the new Riley Blake line of, uh, little Briar Rose, the sleeping beauty inspired fabrics, because that was my favorite Disney princess growing up and so we were obsessively like purchasing everything we could and we saw your Tessa pattern sitting in the shop and I was like this would be perfect because we can showcase all the fabrics and so we bought it and then I was like wait I I think I follow her on Instagram so then I started looking at your stuff and I was like oh my gosh and (laughs) at that time you were posting all the different versions that were Uh uh-huh you made them all or if they were like test patterns but or test quilters for you that may have been when we were doing the quilt along for the pattern that so yeah I made it I while I was doing the quilt along I think I made three different versions because I love that pattern because well I love fabric so I I love that it doesn't cut it up into little pieces but then it's also just a quick pattern which I like too so so I got carried away and made three (laughs) I just like at the time remember like oh my gosh, this is the quilt. And it was like popping up in my feed over and over again. And I just loved every single version that because it was like, 
yeah, it really does showcase the fabric. And I was like, wait, who is this lady? So I like started <laughs> more into your photos. And then I, yeah, I saw your blog and like all the different patterns. And I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, that was one thing I really noticed was just how, how much they all very, very much have the same voice and the same kind of style. It feels, uh, feels like reminiscent, like, oh, I've seen this before, but not really. And kind of mm-hmm. go and go, oh, okay, it's the same person. Like you can tell it's yours. So yeah, we love that about your patterns. Thank well. you. I love making them. It's been the thing I didn't know I needed in my life. So it's the best. <laughs> awesome. I think I counted like around 50. Would that be? Yeah. Like- yeah, I have. Uh, 50 was, yeah, I think I'm at 52. Okay. So, um, okay. it's hard to keep track. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Good, a good thing. Like, um, shops like you to number them. So mm-hmm. good thing I started numbering. Otherwise I just have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fun. So having so many patterns and I know, you know, it's been, you said you started quilting 12 years ago, but you've had your blog for like 10 years. Um, like have you always designed your own patterns or like, was that something that you started with or? Um, I started, let's see, probably about two or three years after I started quilting, I started to want to try to do my own thing. And I just remember always sitting there and thinking like, every design has been made. There are no more quilt designs which, you know, I think is, is kind of true, right? Like, um, I, I took a creative writing class in college and the teacher said, you know, there are only two stories, a man moves into town and a man moves out of town, but those are really the same story, right? Like they're all variations on the same idea. So, um, I think I, yeah, I just got kind of started wanting to, to try to, to vary patterns a little bit. And so I did that a little bit and then I just decided I wanted to try doing my own thing. And so I, I mostly did, um, when I first started, I would design for fabric companies. Hmm. So they would send me, um, fabric collection, um, images, and then I would come up with some ideas for them. And then they would, um, offer that as like a free pattern on their website. Okay. I did that for about three probably three years. Um, and that was a great way to just learn how to write patterns because, um, they would have me work with like a tech editor or somebody to help, you know, that would do the graphics and all that. Cause I didn't have any kind of real background in doing that. Um, and so that was a great way to get started. Um, but eventually I was like, well, if I'm doing this for them, I should try doing my own pattern. And, um, so I released a couple patterns and they sold, you know, a few copies. This is back when everyone was selling patterns on craft C. I don't even remember that. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, um, and so that, that went okay. And then I released my Betty quilt pattern, which was kind of the precursor to the Tessa one you were just talking about, which used big pieces and that one did really well. And so that kind of encouraged me um, to keep going. So that was kind of how it started. Okay. I, I still don't really know how I, yeah. Just, you're like, I don't know, it worked out. It happened. <laughs> it just happened. Like yeah. lots and lots of work, but it just happened. 
right? I know those things you <laughs> think, like, I don't know where it came from, but you actually put in a ton of work to make it happen. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's been a lot of work, but it's been good. And at, at the time um, we were living in Southern California, my husband was an attorney and, you know, not that we were rich or anything, but we didn't really need me to work. Um, and which was great. So I could kind of you know, buy fabric and not feel bad about it. And Mm -hmm. I made a little bit of money to help support that. Um, But then he, you know, he worked so much, like he would be at work from like 7am to three o'clock in the morning, and then have to drive home and go basically go right back to work. And so it just wasn't sustainable job wise. So we thought, where could we live that he could pretty much do anything and we could afford to live there. So we started looking at at places we, you know, our family's all in the Western United States. We wanted to stay fairly close. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we decided we'd try Oregon and he decided he wanted to work in state government. So we found him a job. He, you know, he does just fine, but not nearly as well as he did as an attorney. Um, And so my income has become very important to our family. And it's something I never thought that we would need and so it was worked out really well that I had already kind of started to build that before we needed it because then we needed it right <laughs> Ooh, good thing we have this <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so it's worked out really nicely because it and then you know it's hard because I was talking to my daughter about this um you know I always feel like if my kids are home I need to be with them mm-hmm. but I it doesn't really work out that way especially this school year because I feel like you know, last school year was a whole other thing where they were never at school, but mm-hmm. this year they get all these random extra days off for like teacher prep stuff. I don't know. Anyway, it feels like they're never at school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would never get anything done if I was always with them when they were home. And so my daughter, you know, said, you know, it's important. You it's your job. And so I think it helps my kids understand mm-hmm. that there's balance and I don't know. It's a tricky thing. It's always as a mom, it's a tricky thing. Oh, for sure. Oh. Yeah, my I have two stepsons and one is old, like he's almost 21, but he's in the space force. So he's not home anymore, but, um, our younger one is still in high school and he, um, so, but he's like never home. So I'm like, Oh, what about, what about Parker? And we'll try to be home. And, you know, my husband and I both, you know, work from home. I mean, I'm, I work, we work out of my parents' house. Our, our quilting business is out of my parents' house, but Mm -hmm. husband's home because he, he works, you know, from home now and, but he's never home. The kid is never home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they, My they kids aren't quite to that stage yet. <laughs> they get a car and then they think they don't have to ever be home. No, <laughs> he's, he's a great kid. He's, you know, got a job and he's in track and all that. So yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No kids are busy, but yeah, it's like, my oldest yeah. is only 13. So we're not quite to high school yet. Okay. We're getting there. Yeah. They get a little more independent and they're like, Oh, but you still have that feeling of like wanting to be there and yeah. be available to them. And there's always the guilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't go away. It's not a bad thing. I don't think. Cause you know, I do want to spend time with my kids, but right. I also want to spend time with my fabric. So. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, well, if you're home and they're home, you're working, but they're there. It's like, okay. Yeah. Both yeah. Words, a, a foot in both sides. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, so having so many patterns, like going back to that a little bit, do you, how do you feel, or like, where do you get inspired to make these patterns? You have so many and they all are so different. And so what inspires you? So, you know, 
there's not really a thing. Sometimes I'll just like scroll through Pinterest when I'm just feeling stuck. But to me, it's not really, I mean, and definitely seeing other people and what they're making, um, that helps inspire me. And I try to follow on Instagram, not just quilters, but people of all different kinds of arts that I admire. But to me, the part most important part about designing a quilt pattern, and, and I don't think this would be the same for everybody. This is just works for me is that I just have to do it every day for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I just every day sit down and work on something. And so I'll, I'll, won't even be like an idea that I think is even a little bit good. I'll just put it on there and then I'll just work on it a little bit and then I'll save it. And then a couple of months later, I'll come back and work on it a little bit more. And it's just that process of editing and revising over and over and over again and trying things a little bit differently changing the scale um, until I finally get to a point where it's something that I like. And so sometimes that takes like a year of doing that over and over again very rarely do I just think of an idea and sit down and sketch it out. That's happened like maybe two times ever. Mm-hmm. Usually it's more of a process. And I do really like um, working with fabrics when I'm mocking up ideas is that I'll, I'll I use electric quilt because it's easy to um, just throw things in there and do things really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to work with fabrics that I like when I'm doing that. That helps inspire me too. So definitely fabrics inspire me. I mean, that's, that's how I got into this in the first place. So yeah. that makes sense. That would be what kind of drives um, my inspiration. So yeah. yeah, I don't have a good answer. If I had, if I had a way to just come up with quilt ideas, I would be using it <laughs> Right. <laughs> because Sometimes I feel like I get that feeling again that there are no more quilt ideas, which is, of course, not true because there's always new ways to do things. Yeah. But it does feel like, especially now when so there are so many people writing quilt patterns that like yeah. every possible combination of things is being used somewhere else. So there's always that fear that like I'll write this pattern and then um, someone will have the, I, someone will, will have already published it and I will have missed it or you know, I try to be very aware and, and I have some, some things I do to try to prevent that. Um, like you can do like a reverse Google image search and look at other things. You can upload something into Pinterest and it will show you similar things. So that helps with that. But yeah, that's always the worry. Yeah. That would be my worry too. I think of just like yeah. what recreating something that someone else has already done. And mm-hmm. cause I have noticed that like, there are a lot of pattern writers out there and that's amazing I don't think it's something that would be you know that I would do but I also really admire those that can do it and then yeah like what if what if somebody has the same thing or somebody yeah. comes you even it's like because there are so many people doing it but I think you're right yeah. so many different ways to approach yeah. And sometimes, uh, you know, I'll, I'll post a picture and someone will say, well, this is kind of like this pattern. And I'm like, well, they use the same block, which has been around for like hundreds of years. So, um, you know, they're going to look kind of the same. So there's definitely a lot of overlap between, mm-hmm. between ideas. And sometimes it just comes down to like the size of the block, how much fabric it's, it's using. I don't know. It's, it's a tricky thing. Yeah. That's, I just am in awe of 
just how many patterns you have and just how unique each of them is. And, and they're all just so beautiful. I think, you know, you're, you're definitely leaving your mark on the quilting world. And I think that's, thank really you. Cool. Thanks. I, I enjoy it. It's fun. I definitely am at the point right now where I need to slow down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little overwhelmed at the moment. It's very messy in the background. So, um, but I have some plans for later this year to go back and revise some older patterns and add some sizes and, mm. and just redo the graphics on some of my first patterns. So that, that will be less stressful. Right. Cause you're not reinventing something or like re making a new thing. You're going back mm -hmm. and working on the stuff that's already there. That's, and it's still creative cause you still have to yeah. put effort into. I really enjoy doing that. So I, I'm going to, I'm, my goal is to do two patterns a year for the next couple of years. So, and then just get those earlier patterns where I didn't have as many size options and mm -hmm. that type of thing. So, but you know, no matter what, it's like, no matter how many size options you have, people will always send an email and say, but can you make it this size? Tell me how to do that. And I'm like, I would love to, but I just can't do that. <laughs> like you do it. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to figure that one out. I'm sorry. I just, yeah. I don't think, I think people think like, oh, this would just take her a minute, but doesn't just take a minute. And also I get like multiple of those emails a week. So it's like, that could be my full-time job is just resizing patterns for yeah. people's specifications. So yeah, if you're constantly doing their requests, like you're not going to have time yeah. for anything else. Yeah. It's so hard because you want to help people, mm -hmm. but you have to say no, because yeah. that would just be overwhelming. Yeah, having those boundaries is super important in your yeah in your self-run business. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's because otherwise they'll get you. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean you could work all day every day and never take a break, and you know, it's, yeah, it's never ending. Yeah, I always joke. I'm like, I traded my nine to five for a twenty four seven. So. <laughs> 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 yes that is exactly what it is it's the job that you know it's like the um, gas will fill any space that you put it in or whatever that's exactly what it is it'll take as much space as you'll give it mm -hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> um <laughs> and wear you out while it does it yeah it's you like get so exhausted I'm like why am I so tired I'm like oh because I've been working since the moment I woke up <laughs> yeah and answering people's questions and solving problems. And yeah. I think that's one thing that people don't really realize about quilting or, you know, designing your own patterns, especially as you're, you're solving problems constantly. And that is mentally exhausting. Mm -hmm. It is. It's satisfying too, but yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it's it like is exhausting. You, you get a solution to that problem and you, you figure it out, but it's like that process. And I think, yes, it can be relaxing and yes, it can there, it can be therapeutic in ways, but then there's times where it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of math. People don't realize you need math. Yeah, yeah. it is a lot of math. And I think, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, is people probably think like, oh, you just get to play with fabric all day, but it's like, okay, but how much time are you spending responding to emails and mm -hmm. oh, the emails? Yes. And all of those types of things, like administrative tasks that you don't, that aren't creative and that you don't enjoy but mm -hmm. are important. Um, yeah. And then occasionally someone will send a really nice email, which is great. Yeah. Like, I did get an email the other day. Someone said, 
people have issues with downloading things, just, you know, computer on their end, which is fine. I'm happy to help if I can. But someone emailed and said, where do my downloads save on my computer? And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's up to you. <laughs> I don't know. You have to figure that one out. It's <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Thankfully, we don't have any things like that. But yeah, that's, you know, it's hard because, yeah, you want to help people, but you're like, yeah. what is my capacity to help you? Yeah. <laughs> not that. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, no, but, you know, people say like this didn't work. I'm, I'm happy to email them the file. It's no big deal. I do that probably 10 times a day sometimes. <laughs> really? <laughs> Which yeah. takes, it takes 10 seconds. It's not a big, I'm that type of thing I'm happy to help with, but I just don't know where you're download save on your computer so <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh my gosh that's funny like, yeah and I'm part of this quilt pattern designers group on Facebook and I'm I'm not a great at contributing but it's nice to see other people post things and be able to relate to what they're saying too because we all experience the same mm-hmm. types of issues and and people who are angry for no reason and you know it's customer yeah. service stuff that's Mm-hmm. we all experience so yeah it can be tough sometimes and you're like I don't know what to tell you like it's yeah black and white for you you know yeah well you never said I'm like I swear to you I did but, yeah, <laughs> I and that's that's again where those boundaries come in place like you have to know your own limits to be able mm-hmm. to I think interact in a productive way with with people, whether you're selling patterns or whether you're making quilts for people or long arming or whatever business capacity you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I'm learning that the hard way. So, I mean, not so, I shouldn't say that. That makes it sound like I'm having a hard time. I'm not, but there's just little things here and there that I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that was going to be an issue and now I have to fix it or, you yeah. know, little things. But yeah, there's, and there are like a million of those and they're all little but they're, they add up to a lot, but you know, it's, it's all, I, I, one of the things I actually really like about quilting and writing patterns is that there is learning involved, you know, like I love that I'm still being pushed. And so mm-hmm. I'll take the push from whatever direction it comes. It's, it's good. It's, there are growing, growing pains involved, but um, yeah. I'm glad that I have something that pushes me. Um, it's a good thing, but you know, I've never been that person that wanted to own a business. I'm not like a businessy mm. entrepreneur interested in that. I like the creative part. Um, and I like the technical part. Um, but that part is hard for me, mm. the pr- self-promotion and mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. It feels shameless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost. I'm just like, no, that's what you do. I'm like, what do I have to? <laughs> yeah, I know. Can't people just find me without yeah. me doing that? Yeah, that part has been definitely the hardest. And so, you know, being able to use social media in a way that isn't make me cringe, doesn't make me cringe every time I have to do something, mm-hmm. finding a way to approach that has been tricky. But now that I've kind of figured that out for myself, it's been easier. Yeah. So I think you just have to do it in a way that works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's going to be so many other opinions out there of how you're supposed to do it or how, what you Mm -hmm. should be doing. And, and I think there are definitely things that work better than other things, but also I'm with you, just do what works for you and what fits your personality. And, and I think the people who are your people will find you. Yeah. 
Yeah. I always just tell people, like if people say, you know, how do I get better at doing this? And I just say, just do your best work and keep improving and people will find you because, Mm -hmm. you know, people want, you know, the flashy, fancy stuff is great, but people just want a good, well-written pattern that they can follow. And so if you do that, people will find you. It may take a while. (laughs) Right. Well, and I think just like anything else, you know, word of mouth is really important too. So it's like, you have those few solid or few people that had a really good experience. They're going to tell everybody they know, and then those people are going to come find you. And, and that's how our business has grown just so Mm -hmm. much word of mouth. And, and I know that it's the same for a lot of other entrepreneurs. Like they've really, that word of mouth is so important. So yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Like what you yeah. said, it's, you're doing your best work and you're always looking for ways to grow and improve yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, people will come find you. It's- yeah. And I think people can tell when you're not being yourself too, you know, when you're not, because sometimes I'll follow somebody on Instagram and, and I'll just be like, I just can't, I can just tell they're trying to get me to buy stuff that I don't want to buy. And it's mm-hmm. just too much. I just, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. That's been, that's been a balance too. Like finding finding other authentic voices is mm-hmm. it's not as tricky as it might seem like it is but I think there are you know every once in a while you're like mm. yeah yeah <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything else about that but yes yeah I think so too I just you know I just like making quilts and that's mm-hmm. I like finding other people who like making quilts so yeah that's all I want it doesn't seem like it's that big of a thing to ask for <laughs> right it's like it's so simple yeah. yeah yeah so is is the Gracie is that your newest pattern uh-huh okay yeah I have it right here because I was just making one so oh, great oh she's gorgeous I was looking at all the <laughs> mock-ups yesterday and I was just drooling I'm like oh these are so beautiful and it's it's scrap friendly yeah yeah. Yeah. I made, um, I'm going to share hopefully this week. I need it to stop raining so I can take pictures. <laughs> I made one with just scraps, okay. um, which was a lot of fun. So I love scrap quilts. Those are really my favorite. So that's amazing. if I can make a pattern with scraps, I'd try to do it. Yeah. I unfortunately keep picking patterns that I need to buy all new fabrics for. Oh, so I oh darn. Like, oh, right. <laughs> well, the last quilt I made for myself, um, I know I've like talked about it on here before, but, um, I have done and the one behind me, actually, um, I tested a couple patterns for Katarina Rochella. So uh-huh. She's this, awesome. was the, this was the first one I did. Yeah. And I, I had her esoterra line for years and I just held on to it. Cause I got the half yard bundle of all the prints and I got the backing. Um, it's this, like this one that has, sorry, oh, uh-huh. anyway, but I'm like trying to grab it. It's got like the dinosaurs and the oh yeah, that's awesome. So anyway, I had that for years, and then she reached out on Instagram and was like, "I need some pattern testers," and so I did this one. And then the the one I just recently made was another was her newest pattern, and so again had to buy all new fabric. I was like, "Darn it!" It's a sacrifice, but who's gonna do it? And now I have even more scraps. So. <laughs> oh I know I know well it's like so this quilt over here I just made this past weekend um and because I needed that Ruby Star Society panel yeah and I was like how can I justify buying that (laughs) and so I did it and it's I'm glad I did but 
Yeah. Did I need to? Did I have time to? No, but it happens. So I mean, <laughs> need is a is a, is a weird word, right? Like yeah, your need versus someone else's need. Yeah. It's up for interpretation. My mental health needed me to make that quilt. So there you go. And it <laughs> looks like it was worth it. It's gorgeous. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Very I enjoyed it. I love that. <laughs> I also really love pink and purple are, you know, you would never guess, actually I am wearing some pink today, but usually I'm like black, navy, mm. olive green. I love too. I'm like, I'm a lot of that. underneath this too. So yeah, well, normally that's normally me. Yeah. So, but when I, so I love bright colors. Mm -hmm. There's, it's just so fun. And like have, being able to pick stuff that maybe you wouldn't necessarily put in your everyday rotation mm -hmm. or like normally have, you can just play and mm -hmm. I think that's really fun yeah the really amazing thing to me about quilting is you can just do anything like there's <laughs> there's no rules you can do whatever you want yeah it's great yeah I I love that about it that everybody gets to do whatever they want and mm -hmm. uh, you can follow a pattern you don't have to follow a pattern you can use you know just a line of fabric where you can pick whatever fabrics you want there's no right or wrong and it's the greatest thing. It's amazing. It gives people the opportunity to, to stretch and find what they love. And yeah. And I love too. like, we live in a time where we can then see what everybody did with their creativity yeah. on our screen, like every day. It's amazing. But to have that much, it's almost overwhelming how much creativity is out there. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's one of the coolest things is being able to see everything. But then also I'm like, Oh, I want to make everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is also a problem. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I want that same quilt in 18 different colors and all these different fabrics. And yeah, it gets crazy, but it does. And find what, find what works for you and find what makes you happy. And, and yeah, I think Go the for it. quilting can offer that like quilting seems, I think, um, in my last, episode we kind of, my guest and I kind of talked about it but like quilting seems like such a small word for the giant umbrella that it implies of all mm -hmm. the things that are underneath it that you can do yeah. Um, yeah it can be anything and that's why you know I think so many people had a hard time with that whole like stop cutting up quilts for quilt code thing that was going around whatever because yeah. you should just do whatever you want <laughs> yeah I agree yeah I agree. And, so. and it's not up to one person's opinion or, you know, yeah. however you want. if it's getting used and given new life, then I think that that's ultimately the yeah. most beautiful part about it. If someone and I think the person who originally made that would want it to keep getting used. However, that, that looked so. Yeah. Or, if, you know, yeah. Like people are thrifting quilt tops that were just given away. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. repurpose it, use it for something cool. That's don't lock it away in a museum like I understand yeah. there's certain things that are like yes this is came from whatever you know it's mm -hmm. it is museum worthy but I think the ultimate goal is that whoever has the quilt that you give them uses it and loves it and and it works its way into their life and yeah and they find joy in whatever form it takes I think that's yeah like good yeah. wrapping yourself in a hug <laughs> yeah I don't have any desire to wear a quilt coat but if somebody else does go for it 
oh, I cut up a quilt, but I'm going to make a quilt coat. Oh, good. For it and everything. I'm so excited. <laughs> I think they're so cool. I just, I do not like to sew garments at all. So it's not, well, I would I maybe do like a skirt. I oh, can do yeah. like a skirt. Yeah. Maybe. That would be actually really cute. Yeah. Oh, my friends would always joke that they were going to like quilt me vests and stuff because I was there <laughs> for eight years. <laughs> They're like, we're going to embroider stuff and quilt you vests. And they never did, thankfully. But but now I'm like, well, but it's kind of cool now. And they're like, yeah, we're sad that we love it, but we do. <laughs> no, I think, um, yeah, I think that's my favorite part. I think I already said it, but but there's just endless possibilities in the world of fabric crafting, whether yeah. it's quilting or garment sewing or, you know, whatever. There's so many possibilities. Yeah. It's, and people keep coming up with new stuff. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, okay. So speaking of coming up with new stuff, uh, how do you, how do you name your quilts? Are they people you know or just names you like? Or? So it started um, because my first two patterns um, were named after my son's kindergarten teachers, and I gave them to, to him. He is um, not an easy kid to have in class, and they were amazing. And mm-hmm. so um, so I named them Carol and Debbie. Those are my first two patterns were named after them. And so then I was like, well, I might as well continue doing that. And right after that, um, I released my Betty quilt pattern and that was named after one of my old teachers who had just passed away. Oh. Um, I'm from a really tiny town. Um, and so this is how small my town was. She was my preschool teacher, my fifth grade teacher, and she lived across the street from me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> So anyway, I named that pattern after her. And so then I started, a lot of them are named after teachers. And then I was like, I started running out of names. And so I was like, well, I should look at, you know, just women that I admire Mm -hmm. um, or names from my family tree. And so I used a lot of those, but turns out like all of the names of my family tree are like Margaret and um, Elizabeth. That's like 90% of the women were named that. (laughs) So, uh, so I've tried to continue that, but then I just, kind of just go with whatever I've just gone alphabetically my kids help me pick and we just pick a name that feels right for that that quilt so but I do have some like Gracie my daughter's middle name is Grace mm-hmm. so that's what that came from and then um my my two of my kids have quilts named after them August and Harper mm-hmm. but my son Jonah doesn't so he would like one oh. so, <laughs> like, so that will be coming out. yeah, yeah. And then um, I've named quilts after two of my sisters, Kelly and Carly, and my other sister, Kara, because they all have like C and K names. It was tricky. <laughs> so she wants one. So that's going to happen. And then my mom's name's Melody. So at some point I will do that. And then after that, I don't know, just whatever feels right. I was going to so, say, did it, is it like the personality of the quilt or is it just... I just kind of just whatever I don't know that's yeah. not really a word this the one right here this will be come out um later this year it's called Elena mm-hmm. and when I was writing it I was visiting um, my family and I was in the town where one of my ancestors had lived and her name was Elena and that's where that came from so some of them are more significant than others some are just what felt right yeah so it's beautiful 
Thank you. Exciting. Yeah, (laughs) it's fun. It's fun to name them. Um, and it's fun when I get a message from somebody who has that name and says, oh, I'm so excited to make the quilt that has my name. Cause that's yeah. something that never even, I really thought about. Um, and so my kids are always joking. They're like, is there going to be an Erica quilt? And I said, well, it'd be kind of weird. Cause then it would say the Erica quilt, a pattern by Erica Jackman. So I, I don't think I'm going to do that, but you're all Erica quilts, <laughs> <laughs> but one Taylor, there's one that's named Taylor, which is my maiden name. Um, oh. so but, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, kinda. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. I was like looking at all the names. I'm like, does she just randomly pick these? This is crazy. I love it. Like it's fun. It's just fun to see what people name their quilts too. And I just love that yours most of yours have people names. Like Yeah, yeah. I, I've had fun with it. It's hard to it's hard to name a quilt. So giving it a person's name made it easier because I'm not good at coming up with just like a I don't know a name but you're like I don't know it's something and every so many names are taken so um that made it easier because then like the the quilt type names that you'd think of were all taken and I wanted hashtags that you know were unique to my quilt so yeah I tried there are some other quilts out there with people's names so I try to avoid doing that but I have unintentionally Mm -hmm. used one a couple times that already had been used but I figure as long as they don't look alike, it doesn't really matter. Right, exactly. And then, because then you can see the difference. It's not like you're taking the name and the design. Yeah. <laughs> you're not like, no, this is mine, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be awkward. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I have noticed that because like, even with uh, that recent pattern I tested, the Zeliga, there's some other stuff out there that it has that name but I'm like no no no, this one this pattern and so I just didn't even realize I think until I started looking into more patterns and making more patterns that there are there are multiple names out there that are multiple patterns with the same name and so that would be tricky but it's the same naming your kid it's like you're gonna other people have that name yeah you're gonna eventually run into that same person unless you have like a wild made up name yeah nobody's ever heard which is cool but then it's like yeah you you're not gonna find someone else but and it is it's rare to find Amanda which is kind of nice because I don't run into myself very often mm-hmm. <laughs> and same with like, Erica it yeah. happens though yeah so everyone's I'm like hey that's my name <laughs> Well, it's so funny because my daughter's name's Harper and she's mm. 13 and when I named her that that was like everyone was like, you're naming her what, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. common. And now like my six-year-old knows like five kids named Harper. So yeah, it got popular, but you never know. Yeah. It's, it's just funny how, how that works, but yeah, I just, I love that yours have people names. That just really is <laughs> one of the things I love about them too. Like, cause I'm like, Oh, it's their personality. It's who this, it's who this quilt is. And yeah. I feel like the quilt that, I mean, it does kind of, that's part of why I like it too, is because it's like, it has a, the quilt has a personality and it has a name to go with it. Yeah. That's fun. Hmm. So, so that quilt behind directly behind you, you said is mm-hmm. coming out later this year. Is that your immediate next project or you have something? No, else? I have one more. And, and the way that I've been, um, sometimes, um, like I did some patterns that were in the Ruby Star Society lookbook. 
Hmm. And so sometimes when I do that, they need the pattern in hand before I'm ready to release the pattern. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I actually already have the pattern written and printed and ready to go, but which is nice. Um, but also was really hectic to get done. Yeah. But um, so I have one more before that one. And then um, that one, they're both ready to go. So, okay. Um, yeah, but I don't always do that. That just, it just worked out that they requested um, several at once. And so it's been mm -hmm. a bit of a hectic couple of months to get those ready quickly. I bet that's because it is a lot of work. Like, yeah, it is. I mean, everything's set up how you want it and making sure everything's correct and all that. It's editing. stressful too, because like it, it's one thing to do a PDF, but to order the paper pattern, it's expensive. And so like, if you make a mistake, it's expensive. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it gets, it's stressful. Uh, getting from doing just PDF patterns, which I did for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and then moving to paper was a hard transition for me, but it's been really good. I'm glad I did it. It just was scary. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Cause it's more, it feels more permanent. I bet. Yeah. And it, I don't have a ton of room. Like my sewing room is like eight by eight. It's not a big room. Mm -hmm. And so um, we've had to get creative with where we store the patterns in our house. So, yeah, I know my mom jokes that we're slowly taking over her house. Cause like <laughs> remind it, I'm in right now is on their main floor and it's an office, but it's our design studio. So we like, it's where we do all of our, you know, admin stuff, but we have, you know, mm -hmm. store our minky that we sell and we've got a, the closet is now stuffed full of more minky and mm -hmm. <laughs> like slowly taking over. We've got a big room upstairs and we're slowly taking over parts of downstairs. We're like, sorry, but it's hard. It's like, you have to have a lot of stuff it's, to do this. It, it's <laughs> so true. And it takes up a lot of room. So mm -hmm. yeah. When we moved into this house, um, my boys share a room and their room is really big. Mm. It's like, I don't know what they intended that room to be for, but it's, it's a really big room. And I'm like, why didn't I pick that room? Yeah, <laughs> I could have this tiny me. room. <laughs> yeah. You're like, but, you, you go in there. I'm going to take, maybe you can just swap them one day. Just I know. Cause I could even, I think I could have a long arm in there even, but mm -hmm. yeah, definitely not in here. So that was barely like, walk in this room. <laughs> You're like, I think I have stuff in here. I'm not sure. Can't find it. <laughs> it's here somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that is the beauty of, of this house is that it does have a really big room that was two rooms and they mm. took the wall down. And so now it's really long. And so we were able to stick our long arm up there and it worked out, but yeah, I don't, I can't imagine being in an eight by eight. State. Yeah, it's, I basically have, yeah, it's full. It's so full. <laughs> but my patterns are stored like in the laundry room and like in the garage and under our bed and just anywhere I can think of. So sometimes I'll get an order and I'll be like, where are those patterns? I know I have them. <laughs> I have to hunt them down. Which location are they? <laughs> <laughs> where did I hide them? It's like a scavenger hunt every time. <laughs> yeah, oh, so fun. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's it's I'm grateful to have orders. So I'm not going to complain about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. Cause it's like, okay, I have these because people are ordering my patterns and I'm selling them and sending them off, but also I have to get creative with where they go. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotten hard because printing got even more expensive 
this past year, like a lot more expensive. So now when I order patterns, I have to order more or they're ex more expensive. Like it's cheaper to order more. Right. And so I've had to order larger quantities to still make them cost effective. And so, yeah, it's like, where do they, where do I put them? Yeah. I have three times as many as I wanted, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the joys of, of all of this. It's good though. But I like that minky in the background. That's nice. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That's there. That's we get from Shannon fabrics and it's the mallard. That's really pretty. That's like a deep teal. It's mm -hmm. I like that. I haven't. Is it the, is it the 90 inch or the mm -hmm. regular? Oh yeah. yeah that's that the good stuff. Nice. We have some other, we have like their basil green and 90 inch and the scarlet red mm -hmm. and navy more mallard because we bought like two or three bolts when we got it at first because my me and my best friends that was like our favorite color to put on the back of everything and so but we just ordered we have some seal which is like their luxe I don't know if you've mm -hmm. bought that stuff but. yes so I actually um made my first quilt using some of the luxe recently mm -hmm. and so it's so messy it but it's so, so soft <laughs> it was just it's, like ridiculous i know we almost, we're like of course they call this one seal because it's slippery as heck <laughs> it just like slides all over the place we're like i don't yeah. this is not fun. i'm like still finding it everywhere but yeah so then my kids were like oh i want um a quilt with something like this so i actually ordered like three or four months ago some I had them pick I ordered it I haven't even opened the box because I'm like it's gonna explode everywhere yeah <laughs> so, it's just a mess that happen for sure at some point they will get their quilts and I'll open the box but yeah no I'm gonna have to come check out your shop because uh yeah I like that I know we go through Boise sometimes mm. so yeah you could come visit us that would be fun yeah I'll come see you my, my parents live in Salt Lake so oh nice on the way yeah that's awesome. Yeah, we we just love Minky so much. And I mean, I made a whole episode of the podcast of just about Minky because it's it's so good. I could talk about it for days. <laughs> I mean, it's great because it's cozy. Mm -hmm. My kids are way more likely to use a quilt if it's got Minky on the back. Yeah. But also like because especially the 90 inch, it's so cost effective for the quilt backing because mm -hmm. it's yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah, the 90 inches where it's at for sure. And yeah, some other brands also make their Lux cuddle in the 80 inch wide. So I've had to go that route sometimes if I couldn't find the 90 inch that I needed, but which was nice. But yeah, we, and we get the remnant cuts from Shannon Fabrics. So they send us like these chunks of just like different, tons of different types of meat wow. um and you just buy it by the pound and uh so we have like all these random I mean I have a whole bunch behind me I've got like red and black camo I've got giraffe print I've got, oh yeah I can see the giraffe like yeah right here I've got snake print I've got buffalo check I mean that's I, cute but it's like such a cool way to get so many different types without yeah a bolt of something <laughs> yeah oh yeah no a bolt is a lot yeah. yeah, I I uh, actually just made some baby quilts. Um, my son and daughter both had the same third grade teacher. When my daughter was in her class, 
um, she was starting the adoption process. And then when my son was in her class, she had, she adopted a little girl. So I made mm-hmm. her a baby quilt and now she isn't teaching anymore because last, well, like six months ago, she had twins. Ah. And so she sent me a text a few months ago and said, can you make them quilts? And I said, of course I can make them quilts. I love to make baby quilts. Yeah. And, um, but she said um, they were snowflake babies, which is not a term I had ever heard before. But so she's like in her 40s-ish, late 40s, I think. And so um, she, they used the fertilized, I don't know. I don't know the technical terms for all of this. Yeah. They used the embryos from another couple that were donated. Oh. So. So that's what they call a snowflake baby, I guess. Oh. Anyway, so they're not genetically related to them, but she carried the babies. Okay. So anyway, so she wanted to incorporate snowflakes in this somehow. Oh. So I found this, I think it's Shannon, but maybe it's a different brand, but it's a minky and it's really fuzzy. And then it has snowflakes on the back, but they're just, it's like a texture. It's not like a print. Oh. It's not printed. Yeah. But so the texture looks like snowflakes. Anyway, they were really pretty. It was was great because she didn't want it to be like an overwhelming snowflake theme. She just wanted some little nod to that, but it was really fun. Yeah. I love their embossed ones too. We, we just got one that has like roses embossed in it, which, Mm. oh man, it's gorgeous. That sounds really nice. It's it's just fun. There's so much versatility to it. And it's great. And people are afraid to sew with it sometimes, I think, but it's really not that much harder than just regular it's it's if it's hot outside it is hotter to sew with but yes it will warm (laughs) up quicker that's for sure yeah it is is messier Mm -hmm. it is but we've uh if we buy it from the shop we bring it in from the bag toss it directly in the dryer and just put it on air fluff for like 10 minutes and then that gets Mm -hmm. all those fibers out and then we also keep a little handheld vacuum handy and just like vacuum the edges of it mm-hmm. <laughs> once we cut it and and that helps a lot but it's still yeah it's just messy yeah it just gets everywhere but yeah now someone told me about the dryer thing so I did that 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 definitely did help but as soon as you cut it it's just like in the air in your mouth I'm like it's in my nose like <laughs> like you can just feel it and you're like oh it's there I swear it's worth it it's worth it it's okay. oh super worth it yeah and it's it's just funny too because sometimes like the quilt shops they don't want to cut it and so they are like I feel like they almost talk people out of buying it mm-hmm. we've had so many clients who've come and been like oh I was told you couldn't long arm on minky we were like we do it every day <laughs> yeah no you definitely can <laughs> yeah so it's, it's fun but yeah that's that's a fun thing that we love to have around and we just come in and touch it sometimes because it's so soft and <laughs> it is it's yeah wonderful and my my older son did the same thing with the seal because we we had gotten our first shipment of the remnant pieces not this last christmas but the, the christmas time before that and and he was already uh stationed in colorado springs and so he was home visiting i think at thanksgiving time and then we were going to go down for christmas and he touched a piece of the seal minky and he was like um, excuse me, may I please have a quilt for Christmas? I was like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, Twist so my arm. It. Yeah. So I took it to him and he just, he wrapped himself in it and he never got out of it the whole time we were visiting. Oh, yeah. this is comforting and nice, which is just what a quilt should be. So exactly. Nice. Yeah. That's good stuff. Well, people are always asking me where to buy Minky. So I'll have to send them your way. 
yeah our, uh, i don't have like a source i just etsy whatever yeah we sell it through our etsy shop or they can contact us on our website so okay yeah so um it's about back to how you uh design your patterns but is there like do you ever have like a certain technique that you want to include in a pattern or like do you have any goals that you want your pattern to to meet so it used to be no um i would just do whatever i came up with but i've tried to um be better about using pre-cuts because definitely I am not big on using pre-cuts or at least I haven't been in the past, but other people are. And especially like if a shop wants to kit a pattern, it's much easier for them to use a pre-cut instead of let's say like some back quarters, some half yards, that's harder for them to. So um, that has been an interesting challenge because my brain had a hard time figuring out how to make that work, but I've gotten much better at it. Um, so a lot of my patterns this year are going to be jelly roll friendly because that was one a lot of people asked about. And, um, so yeah, I'm just trying to do more with that. That has been my goal lately. Um, and I also wanted to try to do more beginner type stuff because I think there are a lot of people during the pandemic that started quilting and are looking for easier patterns. So my next pattern is called Hannah. I don't think I have it. Um, handy but um and it's beginner friendly and jelly roll friendly so that's been my goal lately is and so um i'm going to do a quilt along with that pattern that's beginner focused oh. and so it'll just be very basic because it's hard with a quilt along they're all, they're fun but there's so many different skill levels so it's hard to know like am i going into too much detail is this not enough detail so mm -hmm. with a beginner focused quilt along i'm just and I know I need to just be very basic. So I'm yeah. looking forward to doing that. So that'll be, I don't know, in a month or two. Nice. Not that, not that um, organized. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it when we do it. <laughs> yeah, I try to be organized, but then I set unrealistic goals for myself. So almost as better to just not be organized and let things just happen because otherwise I try to do too much. So yeah. I hear you. I do the same yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow, I did not get even half of that done. So that's this cool. took way longer than I thought it was going to. <laughs> yeah. Every oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right though. I mean, I think when you're self-employed, it just, that is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And you, you know, you are going to set goals and you're not going to meet them. And that's just what it is too. It's fine. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome. I, I just can't say enough how much I love your patterns and oh, how thank you. they are. I mean, just seeing all the different mock-ups and like, you know, the quilt along versions that people share of, of everyone is just, there's so many versatile ways to use them and ways to show off different fabrics. And, and I just love it. And, and, and that your voice is so clear in all of them. I, I just really admire you for that. So thank you. Thank you. I, I enjoy doing it so much. I mean, really, I like writing the patterns and I like making the quilts. That's what I'm here for. So awesome. uh, I love it. Cool. Well, thank you so much for um, joining me today. So let's tell our listeners, where can they find you online? So you can find me on Instagram. Um, I'm at my handle screen mm -hmm. name. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, kitchen table quilting um if you just search for my name too it'll show up erica jackman um and you can also find my website is just kitchen table quilting.com 
And then my shop is shop.kitchentablequilting.com. So they're all linked to each other. If you find me in one place, you can find me in the other places. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm on Instagram mostly. I try to post on my blog at least once a week or so, um, depending. You know, I, I know Instagram's the thing now, but some people do still read blogs. And I have an email list too, which you can sign up for that on my blog. Awesome. All right. Well, and we'll link all those things too in the okay. show description so that people can easily click to find you. But um, right. yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. And yeah. Thank you for asking me. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.